Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Team, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. 411 Team provides a forum to examine and discuss various issues and events that confront intersect, and sometimes interrupt our daily lives. This edition of 411 Team welcomes the politics rap team from James S. Rickards High School IB International Program. (laughs) Representing a diverse group of students and their positions and political affiliations and perspectives. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Joining me via Zoom platform, I welcome the politics rap team. Special welcome to the 2023-24 student producers. Would you introduce yourselves? Start with you, Nishi. Hi, um, I'm Nishi. I'm currently a junior at Rickards High School. I've been doing Fortnite Teen since ninth grade, and I really like it. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Hey, guys. I'm Amaga Charya. I'm a sophomore at Rickards High School. And I started this last year in ninth grade, and I really enjoyed it. So I stuck around, and yeah, I'm excited to start. Well, I'm excited to have both of you, so welcome back. And we have a great team today, and if you will introduce yourselves, we'll st- start with Devshri. Um, hi, I'm Devshri. I'm a freshman that goes to Rickards High School. Nathan? Uh- I'm Nathan. I'm a sophomore and I also go to records. Okay. Uh, Saisha? Hi, my name is Saisha and I am a freshman at Rickards High School. Dylan? Hi, my name is Dylan Reinsolvi and I'm a sophomore at Rickards High School. Isa? Hi, I'm Isa Olsen and I'm a junior at James S. Rickards High School. And Sanubra? Hi, I'm Sanubra Baig and I'm a freshman at Rickards. Well, I just want to say thanks to you all. I'm looking so forward to talking to you. Um, As I mentioned, this is the first edition of Politics Wrap for the 2023-24 year. You've been at school now for, for two weeks at this point. Just share with us, just briefly, how, is it, how it's going. Um, and when I say how it's going, I mean... How's the morale of the students and the teachers, given all the various dictates that you now have um, in school, um, which we will be examining more momentarily? But what's the general feel? How's it going since school is back? And I'll start. Um, Yeah, go right ahead. (laughs) Honestly, like... I don't really think because of like all the restrictions that are going on, any of our teachers would openly say anything, but uh, there are a few of my teachers who've mentioned like the restrictions that they have now and the certain, certain things that they can't do. And I can definitely sense some kind of exhaustion there because there's so many changes happening and it's almost like a trial and error process here. And it's us that are getting impacted by it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other comments. Honestly, so far into the school year, it feels pretty normal. Feels like exactly last year. I have the same people in my classes. And I really enjoy it so far. All my teachers are pretty chill. And yeah. 
Oh, good, good. Other comments? Dev Street, what, how are you feeling? You're what, in the ninth grade? It's a... Um, so after, like, just moving to high school from middle school, there's definitely, like, a big change, I think. Mm -hmm. But overall, since I have, like, the same group of friends, they're following me throughout school, like, I think overall it's been a pretty smooth transition. Great. Nathan, Dylan, just just want to get your perspective, where you sit, what you're seeing. It's basically kind of like Nalog said, it's basically the same as last year. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels like an extension, honestly. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and the reason I asked is just because I think, Nisha, you mentioned, you know, there's so many new um, restrictions, and I'm just wondering if that is having an impact just on the the general affect, how folks feel. Um, are people actually feeling this, or is this something that we have just heard about and there's not a lot of um, action on it? Issa, whomever. For me? Mm -hmm. oh, uh, yeah, so for me, as a junior uh, at Records, I'm actually in the IB program now, so the workload is a lot harder than it has been for the past two years. In terms of all the restrictions going around, it's made it a lot harder for me to find any teacher that would be willing to sponsor certain clubs for me because they don't want to risk going against all the new laws and legislation going on. So it's making it tougher in the extracurricular aspects. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the schoolwork is where it should be, I think. Yeah. Okay. I would say I'm having a, a pretty similar experience in that I think the year has gone somewhat similar in terms of attitude to last year, but there's all sorts of things like we're trying to um, start a GSA club, which is just a gender sexuality alliance. It's supposed to make people feel accepted with mm -hmm. whatever sexualities they have. And it's been hard finding a sponsor for that because a lot of teachers are worried about um, what, what it will mean for them. So I've had that experience. Okay. All right. So that's a change. That's something. Other comment? Anyone else have anything they want to share? Okay. So, yeah. oh, wait. no, go right ahead. So, okay, I'm hearing about this nickname policy. Ah, that's and... something we're gonna talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm hearing like teachers cannot use nicknames for students unless they fill out a certain form. You're or... right. It's a new law in Florida that prohibits teachers from using a name that's not on the child's birth certificate. And they can't, if they do use this name, they have to have parental consent. Parents have to give consent even for teachers to use nicknames. Like let's say you had somebody whose name was Bernice and you all called her or him Bernie. They would have to give permission for that. This is basically a, a consequence of, what was it, the state's parental rights in education law. Um, teachers can't use a child's preferred pronouns either. So that's another part of it. So you are indeed right. And have you seen, have you seen that? What are your comments? How do you all feel about it? And I'd like to hear from everyone. Um, you know, you might have similar um, perceptions you may not but it'd be good to hear from everyone as far as you are concerned I, I just wanted to quickly say um my full name is Nishita Shri 
Mm-hmm. It's like 11 letters long. <laughs> and so my teacher calls me by thy full name. It's actually like, because she can't pronounce it fully. And that's why I don't go by that name because it's very hard to pronounce normally. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like very difficult because I've gone by Nishi my entire life. And then now I have to go by Nishi Thashi. And it's like just a whole like another like diff- like struggle, I guess. Well, you know, you can get your parents to sign yeah. a permit um, statement that you can go by Nishi. Yeah, but honestly, my parents would prefer if I went <laughs> by full name. So. Oh, well, I don't know what to On say. On that topic. Then. Yes. Um, I think the same teacher uh, in our in my first year, the teacher, uh, my teacher, she talks about how Certain names that we might prefer, we should, can't use. But since one of the students has their nickname inside of the system on Focus, the Focus, mm-hmm. he she can use that name for him instead of his full name. So it works out. Okay, kinda. okay. What are the rest of you seeing? How do you feel about that? The thing about what do you think oh. about this? That's all. I'm sorry. No, go right ahead. The thing about the nickname policy is that I believe it's, it's not that serious. Like, if someone wants to go by a certain nickname that they feel more comfortable with, I believe, like, that they should be able to do that without, you know, the extra steps. Because maybe their parents may not um, want them to be called that, but they're more comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah, you believe that. But, I mean, how do we get around this? Because now, I'm very serious, they're saying that every student, if they're not called by their given name, then they have to have, and the parents are the ones who, I mean, not the parents, the teachers are the ones who feel like they're in the hot seat. They have to have a permission slip signed by parents saying, I can call you this. I mean, do you think we're just wasting time and energy and resources? Um, yeah. yeah, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. I was just agreeing. Yeah, I think I think it is kind of a, a waste, and the only reason I can think that they would pass it is because uh, I hate to put it bluntly, but it's kind of transphobic. It's for people who want to identify as a different gender than they were born with and want to set a new name for themselves that fits that identity. And their parents may or may not approve. And that's the reason, the only reason I could think that they mm-hmm. would institute a law like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that really is going it, to, it doesn't impact me personally, um, but I can see it impacting a lot of people very seriously. And how are you going to handle that? I mean, how do you feel about it? I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. All right. Other comments? There's several of you that I haven't heard from. Where do you sit sit on this? What do you think about this? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with them that it is kind of ridiculous. And probably the worst part about it is that they're just trying to hide it under like the ribs of this is a parental rights thing when it's pretty clearly not. What do you think is the basis of it? Do you agree that... You know, it just has to do with with LGBTQ community. 
I mean, it does definitely seem that way based on the current record of Florida laws. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other comments? I think, like, on or similar to what, like, Nathan and Dylan said, I feel like it's definitely kind of following, like, somewhat of a, like, transphobic um, mm-hmm. theme because most people who go by nicknames are trying to, like, go by something that they feel aligns with how they want people to identify themselves as. Okay, hold your thoughts. I'm going to get back to you. We're going to take a brief break. Just tuning in, the program is 411-TEEN. Had to interrupt you. We were talking about the, the new rule that, uh, that you cannot be called anything except your given name unless your parents have signed a consent form. You want to continue your thoughts? Anyone have any other thoughts that you want to say? Anything else you want to share? I think with what Dylan was saying, it really does tie into what angle the Florida government's currently taking with Juan DeSantis, et cetera, because it's things that he doesn't agree with uh-huh. that a alarmingly high amount of people in Florida do agree with that gets passed in our legislature that I don't think should be passed. And that's why we're in a situation we're in right now. Uh-huh. Um, this, uh, new law it really shouldn't be there as many people agree with that it shouldn't even exist and the thing is people go to schools certain people go to schools as an escape for a place to be themselves Mm -hmm. and now you're just adding all these rules restricting them to make them feel uncomfortable when they already feel uncomfortable at home good point those are very good points that you raised other comments um, I also agree with Amog when he said that it wasn't really that serious. I honestly, I don't think it's that deep. Like, it's just a name. It's like just what like people are calling you by. It's not like that big of a deal. It's I don't know. I just don't think it's that deep. Well, my question is, how is it going to be monitored? I mean, how are people going to approach this if this law is is violated? I I don't know. I don't know if you all know if there's been any comments on how um, it will be handled and addressed if you are called something that you aren't supposed to be called. I guess the teachers are the ones who are in the hot seat, as I said earlier. In that situation would be problematic because all the evidence would just be hearsay. Mm-hmm. So you could have people accusing teachers when they didn't do it, or you could have a random third party mm-hmm. accusing teachers. It just seems like it's, you know, a recipe for chaos. Okay, any other comments on this? Well, we have plenty more that we can at least look at. The school year started with violence. 
erupting at the Gene Cox Stadium during the Leon and Rickards football game. The game was canceled at halftime. This is the second incident at Gene Cox Stadium. I think last year in August, a 14-year-old was arrested with a, a loaded gun. And sporting events are seem to be hosting increased violence and security risks. Um, Rocky Hanna, the Leon County School Superintendent, and other officials and administrators are calling for increased security. Um, things like clear evacuation plans, no backpacks, metal detectors. Once you get into the stadium, I think you have to sit and stay in your seat and no mulling around. Um, and the two players that were, the two individuals, that I should say, that were involved in this incident, neither one of them were Leon County School students. I have two questions to you all. One is, were any of you in attendance um, to, at this event? And how do you think this should be addressed? What can we do? Because it does present a security risk. And I'm going to just start at the top and go down. Devstreet, what do you think about this? Did you attend it? Do you go to sports events? Um, I didn't attend it, but I was planning to attend a game in October with some of my friends. And I'm being really hesitant about that now because mm -hmm. I don't know about like how safe it could be anymore, given like the incident that happened. Do you have any suggestions? Do you think they should resort to just Leon County school students being in attendance? Because these these were not students for the Leon County that at all that started this. I think I, as I, um, Rocky Hanna was saying, these were just some random students. I guess they just are, I don't even know if they were students, but I guess that they, by their age, there must have been students somewhere. But they were just coming in to, to start to wreak havoc. Um, it's really unfortunate that, like, we have to suffer because some people that didn't mm -hmm. even care about the game, like, had decided to do such things. But it also kind of shines, it also shines a light on like policies that like allow people to like kind of carry like such dangerous things around. Like I believe there was something about um like some people trying to stab each other. Like it's kind of concerning that you can just carry an open knife around. Mm. But also mm -hmm. like what is also concerning or confusing as to like what you could do to make sure that people aren't getting injured and people aren't like. Well, I guess they have some some ideas of maybe having metal detectors. Of course, that can be a problem just with, with entry and exit and timing, but metal detectors for everyone that comes into the stadium, I mean, that's that's an option, and I guess that can be, be picked up. Um, but... I don't, you know, I don't really know how you address it. And I just thought you all as students may have some more insights into what could be done. Um, Nathan, what do you think? How do you, where do you sit on this? Well, in answer to your first question, I wasn't there. I was actually out of town during that, mm -hmm. which kind of made it worse because like, I had absolutely no idea what was going on throughout oh. that entire thing. Mm -hmm. And as of where I stand on it, I'd say 
it should definitely be handled differently. Like the security obviously wasn't very good if they let people get in with like knives. But well, what do you all have to go through mm -hmm. to get into a st stadium? I mean, is there any type of security check that you have to um, be exposed to? I mean, do you just hand in, hand your ticket and can you just go in? I mean, do they, it's not like when you go to an event, do they check your backpacks? I just don't know. So share that with me and the listening audience. Personally, I haven't really gone to any actual like sports events mm -hmm. recently, so I don't particularly know what the security is at the moment. Okay. Do any of you know? Do any of you know what what the process is? I've actually never gone to a <laughs> high school sports game. Yeah, but... me neither. Okay. All right. But well, to my me? knowledge, um, oh, uh, to my knowledge, um. I don't think they do any thorough checks like that. I don't. I guess there's no expectation for there to be mm -hmm, violence. Mm -hmm. But I kind of did want to say, in terms of that, when right after it happened, I heard from a friend who heard from her friend who was at the game that it was that it was happening, and it sounded extremely scary. But I think what's worse is that I wasn't surprised, and really that's where the issue is mm -hmm. because it's become so normal for things like this to happen mm -hmm. and the fact that our government is rarely doing anything or even trying to do anything to stop it or prevent stuff like this from happening and that and it's like it's scary how normalized it's become in our generation valid very good point and i do think you know we've become desensitized yeah 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 Amad? Yeah, to add on to that, I I honestly hate how like how normal this feels. Mm -hmm. Because sure, at first when I first heard the news on Friday, I was pretty surprised. But then after a little bit, it just felt normal and I don't mm -hmm. know why. I feel like when we have large gatherings of people, um, it does not matter what event it is, they need to have the right security for that. Mm -hmm. And they need to check the bags because okay. if they were able to bring weapons into the game, um, they obviously did not have the right security for that. Mm -hmm. So then it sounds like, you know, if they instituted something like metal detectors and carrying no backpacks, that that might um, address some of the issues. Um, who else has not spoken? Isa? For me, as a person who's played in soccer matches in stadiums at like Leon, at our home field at Rickards, our home field at Rickards, mm -hmm. there isn't much security. But the idea of someone being able to come in during that event while I'm playing or while I have my mom in the stands watching me play, it's just scary. And they should have more security measures at each one of these games, even if it's not like the state championships, there should still be security because as we saw at Gene Cox Stadium, there's that risk mm -hmm. and it's just scary. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, having violence, it's not an isolated event. Um, so we might as well just put that into the equation when no matter what we're doing and be prepared for it is what I hear you all saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. Any other comments? What do you think is the impetus 
for all of this violence. I mean, and it's it doesn't seem like it has any real purpose. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why the people who are there on Friday were specifically fighting. Mm -hmm. But I would say as much as we do need some security just in general, it's kind of sad that um, all the emphasis is on that just because, I mean, if it, I don't know what the security state is right now, but it really has been, is, is not very secure. It has been not secure for a very long time as well, but this kind of stuff has only started recently spiking. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of societal reason for that, some underlying reason that all this violence is happening that I think we should also address. Even if we should also put some level of security because that can save lives in the moment, we should also solve the underlying problem. Good point. I mean, yeah. We do need to address the the security that is necessary, but that doesn't change the problem. That really does not do anything for the problem. So the problem is why is it happening, and we need to look at why it's happening. How has it impacted the rest of you? Are there any other comments you want to make? Because I would think, you know, going to a game, luckily you didn't go, and I guess you don't go, you don't attend or is it that you just didn't attend that particular game? But given that it happened, what has been your response? How do you feel about it? How has it impacted you for future games? I know one of you were saying, uh, Devshire, you were saying that, yeah, you're kind of reluctant, I guess, to now even attend. Is that the case with all of you? Would that deter you from attending um, future sports events? For me, it couldn't really deter me too much because I do still plan on going to like soccer things and mm -hmm. maybe like cross country meets. But back to the game in general, after the game, I mean, after the events of the game happened, I remember an announcement at Records saying that whenever you're outside at an event where you're representing Records, you should always try to, I guess, keep respect for yourself and others. When, as you said, it was two non Leon County school students, non Records students right. that were in that. And Richard students may have felt from that announcement that we were the ones being blamed for it when oh. we didn't enter yeah. in any of the altercations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to add on to what Issa said, mm -hmm. um, I really hate how this damages Rickard's reputation when the people involved weren't even part of Rickard's. Right. Like, I heard um, my friends, I think, um, at Childs, they were talking about this event. And they, they were talking about how, like, stuff like this always happens with the records. And I just hate how the reputation is destroyed, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, records always gets a bad rap. I mean, I'm sure you all know that by now. And I think had some experience. It, it has a lot to do with the fact that we're literally a Title I school. Mm -hmm. And majority of our population is um, colored. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's something to note. Exactly. Any other thoughts, comments on this? Um, I do agree. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, do you want to go? No, go right. No, you can go. Okay. Um, I do agree with the mod because also my friends at Childs and um, she, my friends at Childs, um, they all like talk bad about records because of like the area um of Tallahassee that it is in, and like that there's like more colored people and stuff, and they're always like connecting like these bad things with the records. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because uh, records has a significant uh 
population of people of color. And I mean, it's you all should know that. I know, you know, if your skin is black or brown, you might as well leave town because you're going to be, you know, the reason for whatever the problem is. I mean, that's just the reality. People can say, no, it isn't. But you know that. I mean, you live that. You attend that school and you feel the repercussions of an attitude, a prejudicial attitude, um, just because of where it is and what it is. So you have any ideas of how to how to address this? In terms of like the mental of the students at Rickards and how they feel about themselves when they go to these events or just anything in general, mm -hmm. they shouldn't be putting the blame on the students. Mm -hmm. Like the mental strain that would cause on them a year or maybe a few months down the line is unrepairable. Mm -hmm. And they don't think about that when they make these announcements or they or these other schools just put the blame on records. It's just a bad image for the school. It's a bad image for the students. It makes them think, why am I going to the school just to have every other school think lowly of me? Mm -hmm. um, I also feel like it would affect how many people would want to go to records because as um, I've noticed, like the amount of freshmen like my grade, the amount of people in Rickards, or not in Rickards specifically, but like in the IB program, okay. I have seen like a great decline from like the sophomores and the juniors oh, really? than like the amount of people. I feel like our class is really small, mm -hmm. like the IB class of 27. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can, like if people continue to blame Rickards for like things like this, it'll have a worse rep and parents won't want to send their children to Rickards. But Rickards actually has so much to offer for like its students. Yeah, they do have some very, very innovative programs there. But again, I mean, you're just victims of discrimination. That's all it is. I mean, I don't see how else you can explain it. Any other comments on that? I mean, um, yeah. on to oh, you can go. Oh, it's unfortunate. Um. I think it's it's an, a bit of an unfair reputation. Mm -hmm. I'll say that um, most of us here, I think all of us here actually, are part of the IB or pre-IB program mm -hmm. at Rickards. And it's kind of like a school within a school. Um, right. And so you're around and interacting with the people who are not in that program, but all your classes are mostly with people in that program. And so especially like Rickards has that program and it's really amazing. It's mm -hmm. It's like... Send often sends students to top colleges and has all this uh, amazing education. And I feel like that reputation is going to be tarnished even for that program. And I know um, as for the incident, some of, I didn't, I wasn't there, but the night that it happened, I kept getting messages from all of my friends trying to, and none of us knew what was happening, except for the few of us who knew some people there. And the stories we were getting were really scary. So it was Mm -hmm. quite a when, when when you don't know anything it's quite scary well i agree with you and i think they i know it has a great program um i have two daughters who both graduated from the ib program one went to harvard and other one went to yale so they did okay you know they went to rickards they survived they were never you know assaulted or any of the things that that rickards is associated with but again, I think it's because someone mentioned where they are, um, you know, the population that, that they serve, 
And so consequently, you know, that's why they get the, the rap they do. We're going to take a brief break and I'll get right back at you. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Team. This edition celebrates, as usual, the IB program. This is Politics Rap. Yes, someone had a comment they wanted to share. Go right ahead. Uh, I just wanted to go back to your original question of the security. Mm-hmm. My question is, why didn't they just do some implication after the first um, first incident last year? Uh, we're a small town, right? So, if it happens once, it's not. It's probably gonna. If it happens again, it's probably gonna happen in the same area. So I felt like they should have done something after the first incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I can't answer that. I don't know why nothing was done. I mean, I think that first one, the the uh, kid that had the gun, and he was like a 14-year-old, 14 or 15-year-old, was arrested, but I, I don't know any more about what happened with it. So, any other comments? Um, About the security, mm-hmm. I've never been to one of the games before but i have been to like the um civic center for like graduations and stuff like that and there's like no no security there like i know it's not like Mm. almost like kind of the same idea Mm -hmm. but there's like not a lot of security there there's just like one metal detector you just walk through and then you can get in but like it doesn't even like i don't think it really does anything Mm -hmm. so what i hear you saying is that security is really not taken seriously yeah I mean, and you raised, uh, a good point was raised when you said, well, you had this problem a year ago. And it was, in fact, it was a year ago, August 2022. And here we come back a year later and we're having the same problem. I don't know. Well, um, yeah. Oh, back to the point that Dev made about how each year it's like the amount of people at Rutgers are dwindling. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for years at this point because the senior class that graduated last year, 2023, mm-hmm. was much bigger than the junior class. And then I thought that my class of 2025 would be bigger than the class of 2026, I mean, of 2024. Mm-hmm. But our class is actually smaller, which is just scary because it means that there is just dying interest of the IB program in Tallahassee at Rickards. And it's yeah. definitely because of all the stigma against it. Mm. Sorry, so I actually just wanted to mention that I found out recently that we literally only have 54 people in the IB program in my grade alone. And I, I was kind of really shocked because I thought we had way more than that. Exactly, because I feel like the juniors, I mean, class 24 had like 70-ish. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we even less than that is just... Do you think the idea of it being a rigorous 
demanding program has any impact? Because I have heard students say, yeah, I've heard about that IB program. It's really good, but you know, you get in the IB program and you don't have time to do anything else. Well, I don't think, oh. <laughs> I think that, sorry, I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure who was talking. That's okay. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep it short. Um, I, it is a demanding curriculum, but mm-hmm. I do think it prepares you a lot, especially for your future. And we do get enough time because they encourage us to like be pursuing other activities um, outside of school. And the environment we have like, it, like is really motivating for that. And most of us, especially like, I know we have a good amount of freshmen in this taping, but I'm sure they're also gonna get more involved. But most of us here like are involved with a lot of clubs at school, mm-hmm. um, ESA plays sports. Like it's, it's very normal to be doing other things just as much as other kids from other schools. We're just also following a demanding curriculum. It, they, like, they prepare us for that. And it's very useful for our future from what I've heard from graduated students. Good points. You raised some very good points. The point that I've heard, which is like the biggest debate that even I considered when mm-hmm. choosing to go to Vickers, is like people trying to figure out which one's better, AP or IB. Because what I've been told by people that haven't gone through the IB program is that AP and IB will provide you with the same opportunities, but IB will give you more work. I don't think that's, I don't know. Well, we have AP and IB mm-hmm. at our school, so you get to do both. That's what I was going to say. You do have the option, don't you, to do both? Yeah, and then I don't think the students are really, like, drawn away from trying to do the IB program. It's just, I think, the stigma. Because if you think about all the other schools, they have uh, AP Capstone, which isn't, like, the IB program in terms of work. But it's a, it's a similar amount of you have to do extra stuff to do AP Capstone and AP Seminar. Mm-hmm. So they're not scared of that work because while they're doing that, they're inside of all these clubs and doing band, etc. So they're not scared of the work. I think it's just the reputation of the school that deters them from going to the IB program. Okay. Edu? I think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Education-wise, I feel like, like a big factor that played into like the coming years is that a bunch of teachers that have like had great rep at Rickards are leaving and Mm. people are like scared of the new teachers because they don't think they're as good. Oh, and and why are the teachers leaving? Do you know? Honestly, um, I talked to one of my teachers who like left last year, like right before she left. Mm -hmm. She said it's very hard to be a teacher in Florida right now. And I get that. Like we had so many teachers leave last year because of that. Uh, And that's why I asked. I wondered if you know, just all the politics um, of being a teacher in Florida, what impact that was having on teachers. So I yeah. thank you for that. Well, let's move on. Um, a new law, uh, Florida Board of Education rule approved Wednesday, requires adherence to House Bill 1521, which states that people, students, employees must use restrooms and changing facilities that align with their sex assigned at birth. Here we go again. What are your thoughts? I mean, this just, I, this just came out, like I said, Wednesday. Wednesday. What are your thoughts? Is this too much ado about nothing? I mean, I, 
I I won't say my comments. I mean, it just seems I have to say although <laughs> it just seems it's so ridiculous. How first of all, how are they going to determine this? What are they going to do? They can't exactly. Check <laughs> I mean, <everyone>. you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, how are they going to set up? Yeah, it's, it's really like I don't know. It just feels very extra, and also. I mean, I guess there's like the, it's becoming more and more common to actually have gender neutral bathrooms, mm-hmm. but at this point, there's no like reason to have like so much legislation regarding this because <laughs> here, if someone's transitioned to a different gender and they appear like their appearance is more um on the feminine side, but they're like a man, mm-hmm. like, like as they were assigned a male at birth, not they're men now just like that mm-hmm. that was their assigned sex it was a male and so they're forced to go to the men's restroom even though they transition How, like if the men in that restroom are gonna be so confused because <laughs> their appearance is more feminine so even if like it just doesn't make sense to me because they've transitioned already like they identify with a different gender so it doesn't make sense for them to be going to a restroom that's no longer like corresponded with their gender like I remember um earlier this year I was like I was doing a program at the Florida Senate and I was I went into the bathroom with me and my friend and one of the staff workers were in there and she was like pointing like one of the men to the men's restroom and she started telling us just out of the blue like you know they finally they've like put in gender neutral restrooms here but that's only to shut up all like the like the liberals in um florida because they can't stop talking about equality or whatever but it literally makes no sense and it was so (laughs) shocking to me because i didn't realize how common it was for people to think it was weird to have like restrooms for um people of other genders it's Mm -hmm. kind of insane yeah yeah other comments this is one i want to hear from you what do you think devstreet um, I think more than that, it's kind of a debate about whether, like, we should cater to those who want to go to the bathrooms that they identify with, or, mm-hmm. like, to cater, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that, like, if someone goes to a bathroom and they can, like, they know that that person is trans, I feel like that might be awkward for someone, mm-hmm. but it's basically just I feel like it's a debate of whether we're like who to cater to, like whose needs or preferences to cater to. So it's like kind of hard to make a like solid conclusion in my opinion of like where mm-hmm. to go with like the situation. How would you I, f- oh, go right ahead then? Go right. Who yeah, I, I agree with DevTree and it's it's not like um a simple solution because it's a pretty complicated um, situation, but I believe uh, we should just make more gender neutral bathrooms mm-hmm. and that will at least solve the main problem. That's true. Kind of adding on to what Nishi was saying, the idea of them making sure that the right genders, by their definition, go to the right restrooms, <laughs> they'd have to add so much extra legis- legislation and paperwork for every single person to make sure that they're going to the right area. Unless they want to put someone at the door of the restroom, <laughs> how are they going to check who's going to the right area? And even like, if they put somebody at the door of the restroom, what are they going to do? 
How can they determine? And then that ties into what about privacy? How are you mm-hmm. gonna have someone standing outside the restroom while trying to go inside of it? So it's <laughs> it's just not a good idea. It just doesn't seem like it was even well thought through. Other comments, because again, um, how do the rest of you feel on this? Uh, I agree with the mob saying that there should just be ge- more gender gender neutral bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you know someone is trans, I get that you can feel uncomfortable in the bathroom. But gender-neutral bathrooms will just fix that. Yes, and that is true. But then there would be some complaint about gender-neutral bathrooms. I guarantee you. You do it, and there's going to be some... Somebody's going to complain about it. I don't know why, but they'll come up with something. The thing with this law is, like, there's no real way to enforce it there's Mm -hmm. no reason for it to exist really like the only reason that it was signed it seems like is just to take a shot at the lgbtq community i was saying something about the current law track record in florida earlier when we were talking about the nickname policy this is a prime example of that anyone have anything else they want to share about house bill 1521 okay um, let's see. We have a few minutes. Did any of you watch the uh, Republican primary debate? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I did not. It was, it was certainly something. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, what was your takeaway? Those, those who watched it, what was your takeaway? Those who I did just, not, why not? I just wanted to first bring up the fact that Trump ref- did, refused to participate in right. it and went to go do his own show. Yes. You're right. You're very correct. Okay. Other comments? Um, so for me, I was super eager to see someone of my race. Um, I'm Indian. I was so excited mm-hmm. to see someone represent my community, Vivek mm-hmm. um, Ramaswamy, I believe his last name is. Yes. Um. But, like, he said some things that, like, I'm not sure how to feel about them, <laughs> at least. Uh, like, he said something about, like, climate change mm-hmm. not being, like, real. Um, mm. But he, like, didn't really back it up. And it kind of just felt odd to me that he's, like, throwing out all these things, but, like, not supporting them with anything that's, like, logical or, like, um, proven with anything. Okay. Yeah. I only watched about half of it, so I don't really have the full picture. But mm-hmm. from what it seemed like, uh, Nikki Haley was the only person that ever actually backed up her evidence. <laughs> Most of it was kind of just random baseless assumptions. Um, I didn't actually get to watch the debate. I had a bio quiz and some mm, other homework. Some other important things to do. yeah but i i did read i did read um some recaps and i just wanted to say it really made me scared for our future especially considering the fact that if one of these candidates are the ones that are going to be going against our democratic candidate then and they're the ones that win I, i very much fear what the future of our country um there's a lot of controversial takes that ha- were was going on in the debate and a lot of them like i just didn't really understand like they kept like 
I don't know, they kept defending claims with evidence that, like, for example, when it came to climate change, they kept saying stuff that didn't really make sense. Uh And I just, I don't really understand how they're going to involve something that's literally science and make it political when it's like so clear that our environment need our environment needs help, like especially about climate change. I was very shocked by their takes on it. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to agree with Devshree about how I didn't really agree with everything Vivek said, mm-hmm. as he wanted to implement like voting tests to see if you're good enough to vote but that is basically taking a step back in history as we got rid of those literacy tests and now we're just gonna do it again we're just rewriting the past oh and i did want to mention that he wanted to he keeps saying that he wants a new generation of leadership which i agree with but Mm -hmm. he's also the one of the people who advocated to raise the voting age which makes absolutely no sense he's just contradicting his views sounds good for me yeah go ahead okay yeah so for me i didn't watch the republican uh democrat primary but from what i'm hearing it's just the republicans trying to appease to the audience of Mm -hmm. fellow republicans and the sad thing is i feel like a large portion of them would agree with these points and by saying things like climate change isn't real they're actually pulling in more votes and getting the votes of those people so they might not believe in themselves but they're actually getting that political traction they're getting those votes and they're increasing their chance of winning the primaries to go on to becoming a president um i wanted to say another thing i saw about um vivek is like he said um i think he had like his own little list of things he believes in and like number one on it is god is real but the thing is we like it's been a whole thing for like as long as i can remember separation of church and state state. Uh and i feel like his campaign is like contradicting that exactly well i need to say thank you to all of you i really I'm very glad to have you and welcome you participating and hope that you will come back. Right now, it's time out. See, time flies. But it's time out for this edition of 411 Team. Many thanks to the 411 Team panelists, politics wrap, to my listening audience. Much appreciation for your ear and your time. Tune in next week, same time, same place, to get the 411 on 411 Team. Four One One Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the Four One One Team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of Four One One Team at wfsu.org.